Welcome back to eConversations with Nave, the official podcast for the National Association for Business Economics in your one-stop shop for catching up on the latest in business economics on the go. On today's episode, Nave Outlook Survey Analysts Kathy Bostjancic and Martin Holdrich dive into the December 2023 Nave Outlook Survey results. Kathy is the Chief Economist and Senior Vice President at Nationwide. Martin is a Senior Economist at Woods and Pool Economics. Kathy, take it away. Uh, thank you, Caitlin, and thank you, everybody, uh, for joining us today. Uh, we could take a look at the first slide that we have here. Um, and I should note that um, the forecast uh, was fielded between November 10th and the 19th, uh, for those who are interested in those uh, dates. Um, and it, it actually covered uh, a panel of 40 uh, forecasters. So uh, slower growth in, in 2024 than when we had fielded the survey back in October. Um, and also a headline takeaway is three of the four panelists uh, now put the recession risk at 50% or less, um, which is um, lower than what we had seen in, in October. So panelists becoming more optimistic on, on growth and lowering the recession odds, which is certainly consistent. Um, and looking ahead um, over uh, in terms of you know, when inflation will get back to the 2% target, uh, more than two thirds uh, believe it's gonna take until 2025 or later. Uh, so pretty uh, sticky um, inflation is, is forecast um, over the next few years. Um, I'll, I'll really focus more on 2024 since 2023 is, is largely uh, in the books at this point. And what we've really started compared to the October survey that it was a very minimal uh, changes, uh, both an average annual growth rate one uh, percent uh, versus 1.1 um, in, in in the median for uh, the October survey, and then when you look at real GDP growth um, Q4 to Q4, um, again very um, very similar uh, numbers that uh, we see uh, in in terms of that. So growth um, r really a low one percent handle um, Q4 to Q4 or the annual number. Sorry, let me correct that. 1.3% is what we had for the annual number. Um, you know, what it suggests is that even though growth was revised higher in this survey, um, the, the participants overwhelmingly still see a slowing in um, economic growth. And, and you see that also reflected in um, the payroll and, and the unemployment numbers. We're showing the unemployment here, but in terms of payroll growth, um, the average uh, monthly gain um, is, is expected, according to the median forecast, to slow to just 55,000 per month in 2024. Um, in October, that was forecast to be 64,000, and that's following an average monthly gain of um, 222,000 in 2023. So pretty marketable uh, uh, deceleration here in growth. Um, and you know, the unemployment rate, uh, the forecast, as you'll see, has been revised higher as well, um, you know, ending, um, you know, looking for 2024 to average 4.2%, uh, um, and that is um, with a peak of about 43 um, and that is is up uh, from, you know, the prior forecast um, where it was expected to end the year uh, for uh 
2000, uh, sorry, for 2000, for 2024, uh, it was unchanged for 4.2% from October. So not a big change in the unemployment rate, uh, despite um, some downgrade in employment growth. Um, but it is meaningful that um, most doubt that the unemployment rate will re reach 5%. Um, so really, uh, the uh, the panelists um, embracing this idea of a, of a soft landing, um, and you know, largely I would say is consistent with what um, the Federal Reserve themselves have have forecasted the FOMC, um, and only um, let's see, looking at the the numbers, um, it, it's it's only about uh, you know ten percent, twenty percent. Um, that expect the the unemployment rate to be higher uh, than than five you know five percent or higher um, looking ahead. So again, very much um, an optimistic forecast here that you know, growth slows, uh, employment slows, but um, not a uh, not a hard landing or really a, a recession. Um, in terms of compensation. Uh, kind of following on that, um, the, the non-farm business compensation per hour is projected uh, to increase 4.4% uh, at the end of this year, but more importantly, 3.5, um, 3.7, sorry, for 2024. Um, and again, I would say that's in line with a soft landing. You know, pre-COVID, uh, we saw uh, compensation running around three and a half. Um, we know from Fed officials, they've said that compensation or wage growth around three and a half um, is consistent with uh, 2% inflation and, and one and a half percent productivity growth. So again, largely uh, looking for, for a soft landing. We can take a look at the next slide, Caitlin. Okay, and I'm going to hand off uh, to my partner here, Martin, to take us through um, the results on inflation. Thank you so much, Kathy. Uh, <clears throat> the chart that's uh, up on the screen right now is a uh, is a uh, uh, measures uh, unemployment rate uh, along with uh, the core uh, PCE uh, uh, percent change in the personal consumption expenditure deflator as a measure of inflation. This is a a, a look at a Phillips relationship in a way. Uh, it all looks good from economic theory there. Uh, on the far, and this is a historical data from quarter one of 2019 through quarter uh, three of uh, 2023. On the lower right-hand side of the chart, you can see uh, the NABE uh, median uh, forecast of uh, the uh, uh, percent change in the core PCE. Uh, in the very first uh, quarter, uh, this is uh, quarter four of 2023, uh, there's an uptick from 2.4% in quarter three uh, to 2.9% in the, the expected uh, in rate of inflation. And then a very steady decline throughout all of 2024, 0.2% uh, each quarter uh, uh, from uh, 2.7 in quarter one, 2.5 in quarter two, and so forth. And finally, in quarter four, it uh, reaches 2.2%, uh, which is close to the federal target. Uh, Federal Reserve target. Uh, uh, so it's really reasonably optimistic uh, about inflation over the course of 2024. Uh, when you look at uh, one thing um, that uh, that is interesting is that a third of the NABE panelists uh, uh, feel that the 
2.2% uh, target inflation rate that the Federal Reserve has is is the right is the right calls. That's that's the right number. But 40% uh, feel that it should be higher. Uh, 26% feel that it should be between 2% and 2.4. Uh, uh, 11% feel that it should be between 2.5 and 2.9, and 3% uh, feel it should be 3%. So it's a uh, there. There's some uh, difference of opinion about what the the target should be, but uh, regardless, it looks like the, there's a chance that the uh, inflation rate in 2025 or 2026 will reach the the target that the Fed has. Um, <clears throat> the when we look over now, we can go to the next chart, uh, Caitlin. Um, in the October survey, uh, it, it just like in the October survey. Uh, the NABE uh, uh, respondents feel that inflation is expected to slow in 2024. Um, the majority of the panelists uh, do not expect the inflation in 2024 to reach uh, uh, the 2% target until 2025. 29% of the respondents anticipate that the core rate of inflation uh, will slow to 2% uh, in 2024, and that's down from 46% who thought it would re that we would make it in 2024 in the October survey. 47% uh, of the panelists expect the core rate of inflation in the current survey uh, to slow to 2% in 2025, and a fifth of the panelists, 21%, uh, do, do not expect uh, the core rate of inflation to reach 2% until uh, 2026 or later. Um, so, uh, uh, excuse me, 2025 or later. The um, the one th one thing that's interesting to note too is we often talk about the core. This isn't on this chart, but we often talk about the core rate of uh, personal consumption expenditure deflator as uh, the the measure of inflation. But there are other measures as well. The consumer price index, and if we look at uh, both the total PCE and the uh, consumer price index on the core PCE, uh, the outlook uh, shows uh, a steady uh, decline in the rate of inflation uh, among the panelists. These are the median levels uh, for all of 2024. Uh, and then one thing I wanted to note too, just in closing, is that there's some divergence um, among the opinions. Uh, one thing, if we look at the inflation outlook, it's very similar uh, on a on a quarter over quarter and also on a year over year basis uh, to the October survey. So there's still a consensus at the median level uh, for what inflation should do uh, quarter by quarter and year over year. However, it's it's really interesting to note that um, the uh, if you look at the five lowest respondents to the survey, um, the, and this is the median uh, Q4 over Q4 for 2024. Uh, the five lowest think that inflation will be 1.8% over uh, Q4 of 23 to Q4 of 24. And, um, uh, and, and then uh, the, if you look at the highest uh, uh, five, uh, the outlook is much more pessimistic. Uh, the median of the high five, five highest inflation outlooks is 3.6%. Q4 of 23 to Q4 of 24. So uh, 
that's similar to previous surveys, but uh, these are, uh, you know, there's some uncertainty with it, even though the, the median seems very consistent and sanguine relative to, to what we've been experiencing. So anyway, that's uh, handed back to Kathy as uh, she continues to plow through. And this, this uh, 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 press release has all the details in it. It's really valuable, uh, especially a lot of the data, which uh, would be very interesting to use. So uh, anyway, but hand it back to Kathy, yes. Yeah, thank you, Martin. Yeah, great, good point uh, about all of it being in the release and, and does have rich details. You know, we're just covering the highlights here. Uh, but let's take a look, Caitlin, at the next slide. Um, we'll segue into monetary policy because Martin set the backdrop there on inflation. And of course, that's the key driver, according to the, the survey results of, of what uh, is going to determine the path of interest rates going forward. Um, the median forecast um, uh, from uh, panelists is that the Fed is not going to raise uh, rates any further and, and stay at the uh, range that we have now, five and a quarter to five and a half. Um, that's also the same as what we saw <clears throat> in the October survey. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, one key takeaway and is that um, respondents think the Fed is going to wait longer to lower the Fed funds rate. Um, and this is lower than what was forecast, you know, in terms of, or later as what was forecast in the October um, uh, survey. 13% um, now think um, well, the Fed will start cutting rates in the first quarter of next year. That's down from nearly a third of what we saw just two months ago in the October survey. And Nearly 50% um, think um, uh, actually held this view in May. So you've seen the odds go, or the, the share of respondents go from 50% uh, to a third to now just 13% thinks the Fed is going to cut rates um, next quarter. Um, what we see here is that approximately one third uh, believe the Fed's going to wait into the second quarter, and, um, and, and nearly 30% think they'll way to to start cutting rates into the third quarter um in in terms of how much uh rate reductions are in store uh, the median projection uh has been pared back it's now just 63 basis points so not you know not even uh three full um 25 basis point reduction uh, and that's down from 100 basis points in the october survey i would say that also stands though in contrast to what the markets have priced in just in the last, well, they've moved, they've been moving the last couple of weeks, but right now the market, um, the Fed funds futures looking for um, over hundred basis points, about 125 basis points nearly, um, and looking for the Fed maybe to, to start cutting rates in, in, in May. Um, as Martin said, there, there's still though a wide range of forecasts um, for, for the policy rate. Um, and um, some are ex still expecting another 25 basis point increase uh, before then cutting rates back to the, the current level, the midpoint 5.378 at the 375. Um, on the end of, end of the spectrum, we there are some forecasters who think the Fed is going to be very aggressive and, and cut rates 200 basis points um, to by the end of 2024. Um, and, and as I said, Earlier panelists, two thirds think it will cut rates when they're confident inflation is going to slow to to two percent. 
Um, we could take a look at the next slide and then that does leave us uh, some time for, for questions. Um, but the, the, the question here was um, the probability of a recession occurring over the, the next year. Um, what we see is more than uh, three quarters of, of our panelists expect the chance of a recession at 50% at or less. Um, and when asked uh, what's the likely timing, 40% uh, suggest it will start in the first quarter of, of next year, 34% um, in Q2, and then it declines a bit uh, a moderation uh, beyond that. Um, and the reason, um, you know, what, what the, I guess the top reason that we may actually have a recession or hard landing is that um, there's too much policy, uh, monetary policy tightness. Um, so obviously puts a lot of focus on the Fed Reserve and, and the inflation numbers, which we spoke about. Uh, but maybe we pause there, Caitlin, to see if we have some questions that have come in from the listeners. We don't have any right now, but I'd encourage any attendees, if you have a question, to go ahead and pop it down there so we can uh, get your answers for you. Love to entertain some questions. Um, I would just say as we're waiting to see if any come in, um, as I was saying before, it's been, you know, anyone watching the markets, uh, a pretty um, large um, change in, in expectations of the path of the Fed funds rate. It's really been evolving really since, I would say, the end of October, um, but, um, you know, pretty dramatic even in the last uh, week or so, especially it also driving 10-year yields uh, lower. Um, in in the survey, uh, just looking back, 10-year um, yields um, are projected to settle um, at the end of this year, are now expected to be 4.6, but that uh, market is, is meaningfully lower right now um, on that. And by next year, it's, it's only projected good go down to um, 4.1. And, and it's just worth noting in October, uh, expectations were 3.8. So um, you know, panelists had marked up their forecast for 10-year yields, but you know, right now, uh, you know, looking at market rates, they're, they are measurably lower. So been a lot of volatility, of course, in, in the bond market. There's a question in the chat that says, are there any insights from the survey that give possible explanations for the divergence between market view of policy rate? So the divergence between what's currently in, in the markets, the view, and what was in the policy. Is that, is that right? Mm -hmm. um, I, I'll start and then and Martin, you know, feel free to, to add on. Um, I think, you know, overall, um, we the NAB um, uh, respondents see more stickiness um, in inflation that it's going to take longer um, to get back to you know two percent inflation um, and you know even though growth is slowing it's it's you know less growth expectation has been revised up and also the majority you know seventy five percent or so do not see a recession in the next twelve months so that would all of those reasons would reduce um, uh, the the arguments for for the Fed coming in sooner to cut rates and to cut them in a large way. 
I think, you know, just watching the market reaction, there's been um, the view, you know, last couple inflation number, last, particularly last inflation number coming a bit better than expected. But I also think it's some Fed guidance, actually, some commentary from Fed officials suggesting that, you know, not only are they, and it's not uniform, not, not everyone's been signaling this, but some saying, indicating that, you know, they they may be done uh, raising rates and even, you know, even though they, they some have said we're not even talking about cutting rates, others have offered opinion that if inflation continues to recede, yeah, indeed, we, we may cut rates. But Martin, did you want to jump in with any other commentary? No, you, you've got it. You would have said exactly what I would have said. Perfect. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of eConversations with Nave. We hope to see you in Washington, D.C., February 14th through 16th for the 40th annual Nave Economic Policy Conference. Oriented around the theme, navigating geopolitical turbulence and domestic uncertainty, the conference will tackle policy issues through the pragmatic lens of business leaders and economists. Some of our headliners include Anat Amadi, Michael Barr, Mary Daly, and Philip Swigel. For more information and to register, please visit nave.com slash PC2024.